Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. I'm going to be honest with y'all, I completely forgot to uh, get a tie quote from this episode for uh, for today, so just pretend I said something really relevant to the episode. Make one up. What's something that he could have said in this episode? Well, you just lost your visitation privileges. There we go. <laughs> now, Andrea, edit it to make it sound like I said that instead of all the shit I just said. You got it. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, and the president of the 12 Colonies and the podcast and our hearts, Andrea. He- hello. Although not the president of Sharon's heart. No. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I should come up with a thing that I do at the opening every week. Yeah, now then, that we're like three and a half seasons into the show, that's a good idea. You should come up with, uh, with a bit. <laughs> it's sweeps week. <laughs> Sweet, um, I when I when I traveled this past week, I disassembled uh, my recording gear. No disassemble. No disassemble. I disassembled my recording gear with the intent I was going to bring my my interface, my microphone, uh, a little tripod, cable, everything. I was just going to bring it all and be able to just have like a, a portable recording setup wherever I go. I, I I did grab my my interface and the the cable for it, and I got on the road and I was about. Three hours down the road, mm. you know, just just past that threshold to turn around, uh, and I realized that my dumbass forgot my microphone. But as I plug back in tonight, like I feel like I'm getting way more of my voice in my headphones than usual, mm. and I feel like my uh, the the monitor uh, thing on, on Audacity is is peaking higher than usual, and I wonder how much did I fuck up just by putting this thing in my bag. Um, but all that said. Previously, on Battlestar Galactica. So we've got uh, the the fleet. They they made it through the star. Well, cl- well most of them. Most not of, them. of them. Not all of them. Oh, <laughs> still too them. soon. <laughs> made it through the star cluster. Uh, didn't even didn't even pause to uh, to remember the dead. Just time to yo. We gotta eat. Yeah. Bud. We're fucking starving. We don't have time. Time to go uh, complain if- about the algae smell. If we remember the dead, we're going to be the dead. We got to eat. <laughs> they they don't miss an opportunity to be like, oh, it tastes as good as it smells. And, and the chief being like, oh, yo, this is breakfast, lunch, and dinner until we find a hot fudge planet. Like, that's not nutritious. That's, that's be <laughs> yeah, so but bad how fucking you. cool would a hot fudge planet be? I so badly want them to find a hot fudge planet and just be like, hooray! <laughs> We now, manifested. It's all the hot fudge we could eat. What would I Our want? Sundays are saved. What would they put the hot fudge on though? All they have algae. to eat is algae. Can they make? I mean, can they make I'm algae honest, ice cream? That's if like, you, it, yeah, someone, that sounds like some vegan shit. Someone if, if in the Galactica ch- chopped kitchen has an ice cream maker. <laughs> if, if you, if, I'm just saying, if you've got to choke down a bunch of algae, putting some hot fudge on it is not going to make it worse. Oh. We've got. We don't have hot fudge, but we've got the the stuff that like forms a shell. When it Magic hardens. shell. Yeah, Ooh. we got that. 
I also don't have any ice cream, but I do have frozen bananas. I was just going to say Magic Shell and frozen bananas is the way to go. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I That's like that a problem. standing over the kitchen sink snack. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Well, okay. So uh, Andrea's is uh, magic shell and frozen bananas. Kitsy's is handfuls of shredded cheese. <laughs> That's a good one. And if you don't get that reference, listen to uh, our other podcast, uh, Left of the Dial, from last week, where we talked about eating handfuls of shredded cheese over people's sinks when you stay in their house on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and that of was course, a super fun episode, y'all. It was. And of course, uh, during this this LG extraction, uh, the, the chief is just kind of like pointing at things and, and grunting while other people do work. And uh, Starbuck comes in and very like safely and gently and ca- you know casually lands a, a raptor. Uh, and you know, there's just nothing nothing dramatic or or, or tense about that at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. And uh, Dee's super happy that she's there. She's like fucking stoked. Dee can't, like, I can't wait for my husband to go have sex with her in the oh, raptor. God. <laughs> Behind my back. <laughs> oh, so Starbucks just comes whipping in, and everyone's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, who do you think it is? It's fucking yeah. Starbucks. Come on, uh, no one else flies so with that kind Lee. of attitude, <laughs> right? Oh, you missed the joke. Oh. Sorry. Do you, do you want to take it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Now it'll be there in the audio. The, the, okay. the, That's the, true. The listeners will get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Lee will get it too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh and so they they have a they have a little moment where they they make out in the the raptor. Dia said that she's not going to to come up to to visit as well, but going to like, skip the meet and greet this time. I feel like maybe like still assume that somebody might come like uh, wandering in and don't just start like getting it on right there in the raptor. There. I think they want to get caught. Oh, that's that's what makes it exciting for them. I mean, I could see that for Starbuck. I don't, yeah, I don't Lee. see, I don't see Lee as having being that kind of adventurous. Uh, no, spirit. that's where. Um, <laughs> I think Starbuck likes the danger. I think Lee might legitimately want to get caught so that he doesn't have to like break the news to D. She just like finds out that way. Well, and then also he can feel bad for himself and be like a real. Yeah, I hate exactly. This. I hate it so much. I hate everything about it. That I is. Just... Uh... That's fair. That that actually and that doesn't make sense because Lee Lee's not going to approach the problem head on. He wants the problem to to sort itself out in some way, even whether that's like it just goes away or it's you know there's a a messy blow up. But then he can be like, ah, now I'm done. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he tries to convince Kara uh, that the the two of them can just divorce their their spouses and be together, and she's like, nah. Yeah. Marriage is for life, Lee. Oh, God. <laughs> Which I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Surprises me a little bit from Starbuck. Like I'm surprised well, that she's the marriage is for life person. Well, she's that that is a very weird. Lee thing too. It is a very Lee thing, except that Lee is a coward and mm-hmm. Starbuck is stubborn and she has this weird religious thread mm-hmm, like that's true. still rattling around and i feel like for people it's not even still rattling around she's like pretty actively religious right she's just weird about how she um like expresses that or observes that i don't know yeah. but so i just that's the the binding agreement is the thing that she can't violate but yep. but the like the girl like you i well, Lee even points out, he's like, you're you're breaking that oath every time we meet in this raptor and have sex. It's fine because they've only done anal. And so I don't know if you... Yeah. Oh, that doesn't her, count, yeah. right? So she's the still gods, a virgin, actually. The, the gods don't count that. Okay. Exactly. Everyone knows it's the sex the gods can't see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'd love to know the logistics of why they can't see it. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a loophole. It's a, it's in, <laughs> it's a throbbing, it's a rational, a throbbing <laughs> rationalization. Wait, uh-huh. hold on. I hate that I'm gonna say that. I hate that I'm gonna say this, and somebody must have already. But uh, Kitsy, you they they do call, they must call it the the poop hole loophole, right? Is that a thing people say? I've never I don't heard it know, before. But I hope so. I guarantee. I really hope so. I guarantee somebody out there says it. I can't believe I just did. But anyway, Kara says, <laughs> you know, divorce is different. This is just bending the rules, which Kara loves bending the rules. She does love she, to bend those rules. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and she's like, oh, so uh, great. So I won't divorce and you won't cheat. Where does that leave us? And they sh- mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. 
Such uh, a perfect impression. If this were a visual medium, you would have seen my my brilliant and flawlessly impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very good. But they heard you rose at Huckleberry Hound. Is that the one who does Boo-hoo. the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, I thought I was looking at Jamie Bamber just now. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, my chiseled jawline and everything. Um, and, of course, there's still a baby on the... Uh, on the Cylon base ship and no, not one single Cylon nor the, the one human in the entire Cylon fleet. None of them know how to take care of a child. So it's, <laughs> I mean, that tracks. It's really it, like the biggest miracle is that the kid's still alive. Honestly. Like, when you think about it, not one of them, save for maybe Gaius has like ever been around a baby before. Well, Six murdered one one time. <laughs> okay, that's a good track she did, record. She did break a baby's neck. That that uh, is clearly uh, what makes her qualified to mm-hmm. babysit. Yeah. All right, uh, so so she so far has the most see. kid experience. <laughs> um, there's uh, there's Leoben who kidnapped a baby and used <laughs> oh, yeah, it to right. uh, to gaslight and emotionally abuse someone. Jesus. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Who else? Uh... Yeah, I think that's about it. That's, that's about it. it. <laughs> Wow! I do want the comedy though. I do want the like full house version of this of all of the Cylons trying to take care of a baby and not knowing what they're doing. I want to see the scene where like no one knows how to change the exactly. diaper and they're all just like passing it around like here you try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! Why do we give ourselves a sense of smell? Where <laughs> where is space CPS when you need them? <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, I think they got blown up on Caprica. Oh yeah, that's the problem. So. Meanwhile, while the the chief is like really uh, really nailing the foreman role, uh, he keeps kind of looking back at this this rock formation in the background. And, you know, this very brightly sunlit, and he's, he's like he's like he's confused. Like something's drawing him there, uh, and so he he goes on a walk. And uh, if I know anything about hiking, it's that this uh, this would have taken at least a week to get up that mountain. <laughs> Now I know nothing about hiking, but I assume that it would take at least a week. It just would based, take me. Just the just based on how long I know it would take me uh, mm-hmm. to get through the American desert. <laughs> I mean, they do have a lot of like, you know, that dissolve where it's just like it looks like the scene's changing, which is him walking in a different place. And they do that like six or seven times to show you how much time has passed. Like he's on this epic journey. Like he should have packed a lunch, really. And, like, <laughs> Nobody, Nobody missed him? Yes, exactly. Like, Thank you. <laughs> just wanders off. They're just glad he's not fucking barking orders at him. And uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't step on a single space rattlesnake. <laughs> like or a space scorpion. Oh no. So, uh wait, Scorpion. Scorpion. It's already a thing, right? It's right there in the name. Scorpio, yeah. Scorpion. I like the idea of them coming upon a Scorpio. A Scorpio. Uh, what are hey. they called? <laughs> Watch it. I don't know why I said that. I don't. Y'all are y'all are fine with me. Uh, what are they called? You said it already. My brain is broken. Scor- Scorpions. No. <laughs> How do you? Where is the, an, an actual scorpion? Scorpion. 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 Yeah. That sounds yeah. crazy right now. <laughs> I like Scorpion better. But they're like they don't know what it is, and then somebody, some there's. I don't know how, but they find out, and then they're all very surprised. What are like, the odds? Wait, that's where the <laughs> the planet's named after? What the fuck? Oh, my God. Uh, and so he, he wanders wanders in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, or 40 minutes, for all we know. <laughs> but he, he finds a door, and he just opens that door. And that door looks like it's made out of metal, and the sun's been shining on it for however many years. That that door would be hot as shit. Really? Nah. Uh, but he Not just, on the algae planet. He just busts through. The algae and, keeps it cool. And uh, turns on his octagonal flashlight. <laughs> Tell me you it, saw that. I mm-hmm. didn't. I missed it. It's, it's, it's extremely octagonal. Now, of course, uh, as I learned uh, as a youth, uh, the light still shines in a, a round beam. It's very disappointing, uh, but oh. the uh, if you look at it, like when he moves it around and like it catches the the shadow just right, you can see that it's that's so funny. It's octagonal. Why? 
Why? Like the, the the details though, like that's a fucking brilliant detail. They didn't have to make an octagonal flashlight. Mm-hmm. They could have just but used. But they did it anyway. They could have just used a regular flashlight, but they they did it. And I I see you, Ronald B. Moore, <laughs> and and team. I don't know who's in the props department for this show, but like fucking bully. <laughs> my um my first thought coming upon this thing was that it looks like a Dharma hatch. Um, from my favorite show, Lost, uh-huh. um, which I realized today when I was hunting back in my old long abandoned Tumblr, my first like this week is my Tumblr versary. Uh, and you this went week was, Oh yeah, yeah. Because I are needed, we going to post the link to your Tumblr on on the show notes? No, but I'll post um, <laughs> some screenshots of my first real post, which was uh, me talking all about the penultimate episode of of Lost this week. Um, that's the thing that drove me to Tumblr was I needed to, and I'm showing y'all, this is the Dharma logo. Have we talked about the fact that it's octagonal? We have not. We have not. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that, that's all. Is that eight or is that 10? That's eight. I don't know how to count. Caleb, how dare you? One, two, three, six, seven, eight. Okay. (laughs) One, two, three, six, seven, eight. (laughs) It's six. Is that not it? You (laughs) skip four and five. What what's four and five? What's that? Exactly. Four and five. Four and five. Four and uh, five. No, no, it's not the four and five. It's the final five. Uh, and we're here in the temple of the five, uh, which could it be related? We don't actually okay. know because Fucking the professional. Uh, no. the swear. humans don't know anything about a final five Cylons and haven't really. I don't think anyone uh, in the colonial fleet has said or heard that term used at all. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, I'm sure there's been some conjecture amongst them. Like we know seven Cylons. We've seen them like there. We know that there's 12, like who are the rest? But, uh, you know, so far the, the discussion of the final five has been uh, relegated just to the Cylons and Beltar. Um, <laughs> I love how he, he says his own name like that now. He's just, <laughs> so they've just gone all in on it being Beltar. Um, so funny. but we learn that the Temple of Five is part of the the scriptures of the the colonials, uh, and specifically, the chief talks about you know how his dad was a priest, and like the the Temple of Five was a big part of their beliefs, and he fucking hated it growing up, <laughs> and now he's like, I wish I paid a little bit more <laughs> attention buddy. because it seems like maybe maybe <laughs> something I could have picked up would have been important by now. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, they, they, they know that there's something to do with the Eye of Jupiter in the Temple of Five. And if only. It, can I, it can seems we, like a like a coincidence. And I, I feel like there, there's a lot of, like, I mean, we talked about, like, the, the use of numbers in this show and how, like, sometimes it seems like it means something and other times it doesn't. Like, it, it feels like a coincidence, but it also feels like it could be connected. And then, I don't know. I'm just, go ahead. I just... Can we talk about how <laughs> Chief Tyrrell spends his entire time in this temple searching for the Eye of Jupiter and, like, just, you know, pawing his way around this column that has a giant circle eye thing on it? And he's like, but where is the eye? But I mean, that, that I kind wish of, I could find the eye. That just kind of looks like If only I a, knew where the eye was. Like, what the fuck is this big circle thing right in front of you, that, then? That doesn't look like an eye, though. It just looks like a colorful star. Okay. <laughs> but if I found nothing else... That I would say this must be the eye of Jupiter, and there's one fucking colorful circle thing in there. I'd be like, this is probably the eye of Jupiter. But yeah, you know, let, let, let's. If you remember when we were talking about the arrow of Apollo, and Andrea said it can't possibly be <laughs> a real arrow. It's just and a it was arrow. it was a literal arrow. You know. Okay. At, at this point, what so he, what reason is, do they have to believe that they're not going to find like a glass eye, eye or like a, a really well preserved eye? Ty's, Ty's eye is the eye of Jupiter. That's why the Cylons <laughs> took it. Yep. Fucking blew this thing wide open. <laughs> That's wait, 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 wait. The Ty of Jupiter. Like, the Ty. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. And so the, no the, chief, the chief reports back uh, what he's found, which is nothing. And uh, Adama's like, fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> Rosalind's like, well, I mean, it's in the scripture somewhere, but 
you know, Elosha died before she could write any more about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really back. love, yeah, they just, well, there, look at that guy. They just pull the scripture out whenever they need a plot accelerant. Uh-huh. Um, it does, it is, something is starting to feel like, even if the Cylons and the humans don't know, that they are being pulled in the same direction. From, oh, for sure. Like, it doesn't feel, like you were saying, coincidental at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are both trying to find Earth. Well, but, but like, the Cylons think they're trying to do it because they're being petty bitches. But it feels like there's something more outside, almost, um, drawing them. Because, like, that the final five, Temple of Five. Yeah. Like, it's a little too... Five guys, burgers and fries. <laughs> See? They did not sponsor this episode. But Wait, they... no. This episode is not sponsored by Five Guys Burgers and Fries, but it should be. But it should. Fuck. I haven't had Five Guys in forever. (laughs) Pandemic, Uh, am I right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, the 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 seeming coincidence and the 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 numbers, the uh, the the search for the the eye, um, the like the mentioned in the the scriptures and whatnot, and. Baltar and Six both having uh, you know an angel in quotes mm-hmm. uh, and like all of this yeah it does feel like they're being drawn inexorably forward towards some sort of shared destiny. It. But then we have multiple Drake's contacts. Oh, it's the Cylons. It's, they're here. Well, do they want tea? Um, it's four of them. Four, four. No, four base stars. Um. But we have multiple greatest contacts, so we're going to head and jump to a <laughs> safer location. Hey, y'all. President of the Podcast, Andrea here. And I want to tell you about a couple of Night Shift Radio shows that we think you're really going to love. First up is a little podcast called Left of the Dial, featuring a couple of familiar voices. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, huh? talk about a different record they love. They also have really incredible guests on all the time. Uh, for example, a recent episode features Max Collins from Eve 6, King of Twitter, and a special surprise co-host... It's me. I'm the surprise co-host. Focusing on new and independent music, Left of the Dial is a great way to find your new favorite band. And I'd also like to recommend the Superpod HeroCast. You looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod HeroCast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. Classic of modern cinema, certified stinker, it doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. You start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. Doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. And of course, you can find these and all of our other great shows at nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's like radio. Report! I was just sit rep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, four uh, four Cylon base ships have, have jumped in there, but they're not launching raiders, and they're they're sitting just outside of uh, 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 outside of weapons range, and they decide to uh, convenient. They decide to uh, to place a phone call to the Galactica, and uh, confuse they the shit, on the horn. confuse <laughs> the shit out of uh, Mister Hoshi. <laughs> He's like Admiral, it's, a, it's the Cylon base ship. It looks like the 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 stuffed cat meme is like yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they the Cylons send a, a heavy raider over with a uh, a Cavill, a Deanna, a Sharon, and Gaius Baltar. <laughs> Gaius Fracking Baltar. <laughs> uh, but go on. No, sorry, I, I was going to ruin the reveal. Oh, oh. What's the reason? And then I decided I shouldn't do that. Okay. Um, Unless you want me to. I don't know. Do I? What's the reveal? <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, what reveal are we ruining? The, I, have when, to, I have to know, and then I'll, then I'll tell you if you ruined it or not. Okay. When, when they're walking into the room, Athena's like, wait, stop. That's Boomer. Oh, yes. Yeah, but that's we That's the one that. that shot the old man. And that's where we get the, the line from Ty. It's like, you just lost your visiting privileges. Hold that thing here till we get back. 
And the Marines are like, fuck yeah, guns. Now, now, how... The cognitive dissonance there of, like, Athena is is one of us and on our team, but this exact clone of her is that Mm -hmm. thing. Which, if you want to say it's because she's the one who tried to kill... Adama, like there's, but you know that that's not what Ty is saying. That he would say that thing for any of them. Also, the bold move of the Cylons to send her. Yeah, right. It's so. And uh, it kind it, it makes me wonder. Was it intentional? Because uh, mm. it, it, her, she gets her she gets her little jab in after she's she's left out of the party, and you know Athena's kind of standing guard over her, and she's like. You know, you know, you you may wear that uniform, but this isn't your home. You'll never be one of them. Also, we've got your daughter. Yeah. Like, oh right. Excuse Duh. me. What? <laughs> I I guarantee you they sent Boomer. You're right. Yeah, I forgot to, that to do that, but also because she would know the inside of Galactica better than anyone else. That's true. And also, if she gets a chance, she might just shoot the old man again. Well, that's in part two of this episode. (laughs) (gasps) Spoilers! What? What's that? What? Um, But of course, Baltar is just (laughs) all choked up, just in tears, seeing his his dearest friend, Laura Roslin, again. (laughs) What feels like the first time in years. It's just, it's so good to see you. Just, just, Laura, it's so good to see you. And you know it, it. It really like it had me me choking up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cap was just like, exactly. We come in peace. God, like I what love a fucking sleaze. He's just <laughs> so slimy. He, he 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 just continues to play that part so perfectly. Oh yeah. And of course they 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 don't mince words. They're like, we want the Eye of Jupiter, so just give it to us, and then uh, you can fuck off, and we'll fuck off, and like we get what we want. The sil- the silence are very very audacious. Mm-hmm. Good work. We're, we're like we're just you're like we're here because you're going to give us what we want, and uh, yeah, that's it. Nothing more. We'll we'll let you leave. Yeah, they really think they've got. I just people. Keep underestimating Adama and his crew. Don't they offer to hand over Baltar too? Yes, <laughs> Cavill does. Yeah, it's like a, we'll give I'm you, improvising. We'll throw in guys Baltar. He's like, "What are you doing? I'm improvising. Sweeten the pot." <laughs> so funny. They hadn't even like said no yet. Like oh, he's a bad bargainer. He's just trying to get rid of Baltar. So can you blame him? I love it. The ties like it's worth thinking about. That <laughs> was like. It's definitely worth thinking about. <laughs> it's almost not worth thinking about. No, it's almost not even <laughs> worth thinking about. Um, but yeah, Adama doesn't uh, doesn't like being uh, told that he's going to, to give them the thing that they may or may not even have because he doesn't even know. He's like, you know, we mm-hmm. I got we got people down there. We're just we're just waiting to get them out. They're like bullshit, you're looking for the eye, and like we're looking for the algae. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're pretty fucking hungry. Do you have any food? Did you bring any Cheetos? Yeah. And so when when Deanna kind of makes her her thinly veiled threats, she's like, "All right, fuck it. I'll nuke the planet." I'm like you won't. Mm-hmm. Try me, bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> like this is very much an Adama like fuck around and find out sort of episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Big he's time. like, "You can think that I'm bluffing. Let's let's see where that gets you." <laughs> it's like y'all just learned I shot a good friend of mine down. And uh, let him become one of your prisoners for five years, so... That is true. Y'all don't know what I'm capable of. We did just learn that. Mm -hmm. You don't know me! That's what he said. Yeah. And so uh, the uh, the Cylons, uh, a bit later on, decide to to fuck around. And they they send a bunch of heavy raiders down to the planet. And Thomas like, load the nukes! (laughs) (laughs) And like... They you know, silence detect the radiation signatures, and they're like, "Oh no, he's he's going to do it." And they're like, "No, he's, he's bluffing. bluffing." And then like they set a, a targeting program, and they're like, mm. <laughs> biggest game of chicken. And yeah. of course, Rosalind's sitting there, like, "What in the actual fuck are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Someone says they you know they think we're bluffing, and she's like, "Well, it's a good thing we are." He's like, "What well, makes you say that?" <laughs> 
<laughs> Are we? Mm-hmm. Adama's not bluffing at all. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You are you really willing to sacrifice Lee? And he's just like, I don't even like that kid most of the time. Target the planet. (laughs) (laughs) And then. And then. And then. To be continued. Was that the end end of the episode? episode? Yeah. We did. We skipped a few things, but that is how it ends. That's that's true. I forgot. Did we skip anything important? Oh, yeah, we sure did. I mean, it's like half the episode. Yeah. Um, Well, Kara gets shot down. That's true. She's she's on a reconnaissance mission, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, D feels the need to explain to her how that works, and she's like, "I've I've done recon before, <laughs> Lieutenant." <laughs> D and uh, D and Kara are not uh, not the best of friends. Yeah, no, because nope. D knows she's fucking her husband. Which yeah, really is a, a bummer because I feel like. I don't. I don't know if they were ever like close friends, but I feel like there there was never like a bad dynamic between the the two of them. But now yeah. it's just. I want them to both ditch Lee and go off and just do, like do badass shit together. Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. great to me. Yeah. Dean needs a call. Like somebody. rob a bank. Oh, I was thinking of different stuff, but that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> Opening a bed and breakfast in Vermont. Yeah. Together. That sounds lovely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they can do that with the the money that they get from robbing <laughs> the bank. Back. Yeah, that's how, how do you think you those get started? You know, that's um, a good point. Um, the but go on. Anders wants to go get Kara. That's true. Oh, that's true. Right. And Lee's like, "Nah, you're not going. I need you here." Well, and Anders is like, "I'm fucking going." Then, like, they specifically recruit, uh, and this is Kara's idea. They recruit Anders to uh, be in charge of the the civilian uh, mm-hmm. population that's down on the planet uh, for their the little like Alamo last stand at the Temple of Five, uh, and because you know, they've got like a handful of Marines and a few pilots like that actually know how to fight, and then they've got Anders and then a bunch of other civilians. Which I don't know, like. I guess, like, I I thought that uh, that that Anders had joined the fleet because he's just always around. And so, I, like, I just assumed that he was, like... And isn't know. he wearing the tank tops? Yeah, he's wearing the uniform. <laughs> Does that mean he's wearing Starbucks clothes? He might be. I mean, they probably have... They've lost a lot of pilots. They've got extra yeah, tank tops they, laying that's around. True. That's true. I'm sure point. that a, a Battlestar has a... Uh, a big old laundry room full of full of t- tank tops. Um, they all just share. No yeah. one has their own. They're just mm-hmm. communal. Communal tank tops. Ugh, that's, that. a, that's a ska band if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really is. That's a good one. Um, uh, so yeah, he's he's in charge of the uh, the civilian fleet because he had skank his, tops. Uh, skank tops. Fuck. It's so good. I was trying to come up with a joke about don't leave your tank tops on the floor. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> but here's is way better. <laughs> because he has experience with uh, with organizing civilian resistance back on Caprica. Uh, so they, they lean on that skill. He's like, you know, uh, you know, we just we did guerrilla tactics, you know, hit and run and keep them guessing. Like, we can do that here. And Lee's like, no, fucking stand here with guns. <laughs> do a military do a military we we specifically asked you to help out because you're not military and you know uh how to, to how to lead people who aren't military but be military do it my way do your yeah. thing my way yeah so that that doesn't Fucking work lame. out well they, i mean these these two are already going at it uh and <laughs> What what is what does Lee say and you know, like I um Anders is like, Oh yeah, you're military, you you know all about uh taking an oath and upholding it. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Everybody knows. Everybody yeah, knows. It's I mean, how can like after that that boxing match, how could you not? Like, Good God. Yeah, like maybe they were keeping it on the slide before, but like uh, at that point, like mm, no, yeah, it's, it's out there in the open, and then of course with like the Starbucks just happens to always be on the 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 flight rotation down to the planet, and Lee just happens to always need to go uh, meet her when she arrives, and maybe maybe vary it up a little bit if you if, something that just... that definitely lends some credence to Kitsy's Lee wants to get caught theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, I think he does because then then he doesn't have to like divorce D. She'll divorce him, mm-hmm. 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 and then he doesn't have to do it. Yeah, he's not like thinking about those episodes where he was like uh, even for Lee a super extra wet blanket, and he finally I think he's talking to Starbuck and he says like he when they rescued him and he'd just been floating or whatever that like. He, I forget exactly like what his wording is exactly, but he basically says, I was just going to let it happen. It's mm-hmm. not even like he doesn't even have the like motivation or whatever to hasten it. He was just going to float in space until he died. And I feel like yep. this is, this is similar. As much as it's fun and easy to dunk on Lee, I do feel like we're, we're seeing a character who is just like, he's lost. Like mm-hmm. he knows the 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 part that he's supposed to play, uh, you know he's he's military. They're in a war, and like there's like he knows what's expected of him, but like is that actually Lee Adama? Like is right. that who he is? I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah. I feel like we don't really know who Lee is, and I don't know how much of that is a because we've said there are a lot of inconsistencies in Lee's character all along the way, mm-hmm. and so one way to look at that is it's a failure in writing, and another way to look at that is that Lee also doesn't know, and so he acts inconsistently because he doesn't really have a center, um, and the military thing is interesting. I hadn't really thought about in a long time, but when. Um, Zarek first shows up, we find out that Lee was kind of a fan of his. Yeah. And had mm-hmm. read his book. And so Lee he's was got... a liberal arts major. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so it's, it's interesting that we know that he does have that kind of spirit in him somewhere. Um, and then is also supposed to be playing this, like, you know, the perfect military man. And I think that there's a lot of parallels to to people in real life in, in the military. I mean, we've got uh, Callie who just signed up to to pay for dental <laughs> mm-hmm. school. Like, you know, we've got she just wants to be a dentist. Yeah, we've got Lee who presumably joined to make his dad proud because that was the mm-hmm. thing you you do as an Adama. And like, you know, these things like how many stories? He's not a man till he wears the wings of a Viper pilot. Which, exactly. Which is funny because his dad was a lawyer. That's right. And I, I don't think anyone is saying that uh, Grandpa Dama is uh, not a man. I, I, I wonder, like, how many stories like that are there amongst the fleet of people who, like, th- like they never anticipated this being their life. And now, they're like, who the fuck am I outside of this, like, one role that I'm playing? So I, I think that that's where Lee is now. And, uh, you know, it's... That's not to say that he doesn't have his many flaws of character, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think just as a person he's struggling. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Speaking of Callie, she misses Nikki. But uh you we get a, an interesting moment where like uh, as you said the the chief is kind of pawing his way around the the temple and Callie's like you you even speak differently in here like first like softer like reverent and he's like something about p- porn magazines in his mom's <laughs> prayer room. <laughs> Freaky chief. Which I, I also love, like, the little things that show the age of a show when he calls, uh, like, specifically magazines. Magazines. <laughs> um, I mean, they didn't really have the internet in Battlestar Galactica, did they? No, because they wouldn't let the, the computers be networked. So <laughs> networked, yeah. They didn't, have, they, didn't, they didn't have any network. Yeah. Presumably, they had the internet on the colonies. But maybe not. Did they? I mean, we know they had computer networks. Yeah, fair. That's so. I wonder if they had the ability to network across the colonies, or if it was just like you had your Caprica network yeah. and your Toron network. And huh. And like, I guess it really depends on how far apart these planets are. And how many of those planets do you think Comcast and Spectrum had monopolies on? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Speaking of computers that aren't networked, uh, our friend Gata, uh, while pouring over some, some data from his unnetworked computers, realizes that the, the local star is just about to go supernova. How he knows Any that? Any second now. How he knows that, I don't know. But yeah, it's like it, could be, it could be within hours, it could be days, months, years, weeks. It could happen yesterday. They're like, for all we know. And he's like, you know, the only warning we'll get is a flash of helium. I'm like, And then it'll take out the whole star system. 
Like, that's is that, that teaching? Uh, is that like giving us information that I'm going to need later? And that's why Maybe. this is coming up? So that I know what that means? I mean, I feel or is like... it just giving them another countdown that you love so much? Yeah, I, say, I feel like it's just like artificially creating urgency around mm-hmm. the situation. Because otherwise we have this like indefinite stalemate between the, the Cylons and the humans. Which, like, as long as they can get a raptor back up to the, the Galactica with uh, some food, they'll be fine. Which, and that makes me wonder, like, did they get any, like, it's been 14 days, yes, I think, man. that they said. And, like, did they get any food to the other ships? Because all the other ships oh, jumped yeah. away. We didn't, we didn't say that. I feel like it's, it's implied. But oh, when, yeah. when the Cylons jumped in, all the other ships jumped away. Do they have food? Or are they fucked just out there somewhere at the emergency jump coordinates? That's... That's a really good point. I hope they turn to cannibalism. I hope they don't. I mean, there's only 41,000 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we mentioned earlier that the the Cylons had sent a, uh, a handful of heavy raiders down to the, the planet, uh, one of them containing Deanna and Beltar, uh, who have just uh, broken off their thruple with Caprica. And it's not personal. It's just our destinies can't, like, they don't have room for you in them. It's really, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. I think Six is my favorite character on the show. And her face, she's just... And I don't... Like, according to whom? Like, who's dust? I just, I kind of... I don't know if I miss something or if I just don't understand what's going on. I feel like that's the Cylon version of it's not you, it's me. Yeah, right? Pray but, for us, which is so yeah, shitty. So shitty. Uh, oh man, yeah. It's just it's the the vague like bullshit. Uh, like Deanna thinking like you know, I'm so close to seeing the final five, and Baltar just desperate to find out if he is one of them. <laughs> and so like that's just become like their little secret that they for some reason can't include her in. And it's it's, it's, it's rude. It's rude. It's what it this is. is why people are afraid of polyamory. Because you start dating a Cylon, and then this other one shows up, and she decides that that's who's the des- destiny. I still don't understand what they're going. I I'm, I don't know. It's destiny. Uh, don't fight yeah. destiny. Yeah. Stupid. You wouldn't understand because it's destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Is it destiny or I wouldn't understand? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh... All of our all of our drama players are are set. The um, the Cylons have sent raiders to the planet. The uh, there are Centurions already down there that are you know ready to engage the uh, the handful of humans that are protecting the the Temple of Five while the Chief frantically tries to figure out what the Eye of Jupiter is. Oh, uh, Starbuck has been shot down. It's important to to point out too that. Um the, the the chief and some other folks who've joined him in, in the Temple of Five have uh, placed a bunch of uh, plastic explosives everywhere, and their orders are, if the Cylons get in, just blow the fucking thing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the temple is rigged to blow. Um, the star is about to go supernova, and Adama <laughs> has... point nukes there. of the planet. Adama has authorized the use of nukes. To be continued. To be continued. There Andrea. are a lot of things going on. There, yeah. there are a lot of things, and I, uh, I mean, hopefully, some of it will get resolved in the continuation. But I'm curious yeah, how you think should. this is going to go. I hope the continuation is just a fucking flashback episode and <laughs> does not advance the plot <laughs> at all. Don't fuck with me. It's a bottle episode. Yeah. Bottle episode. If they, if they really loved us, and by they I mean the people who make Battlestar Galactica, they'd put unfinished business right in between these two. <laughs> I'd be furious. Oh. I'm already. It's like, like a flashback, like previously on Battlestar Galactica, and it's just this boxing match for an hour. I want to know more about Lee's axe from Caprica. <laughs> yeah. God. Another one of those episodes would be great. Jesus, the show. So, yeah, Andrew, what do you think is going to happen? I don't. Which oh. one of the many things do you think is going to kill everyone? No, there's so many. It, it, it is. It's a little, oh, like, quite literally overkill at this point. <laughs> like, it. Uh, I don't know. I have to imagine something will happen that will keep the... Although, I guess if you blow that thing up, if it's like a doorway to something, like the way the... Putting the arrow back 
zapped everybody to that Stonehenge, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I wonder if busting that door open behind the eye, like, maybe you turn it like a bank vault, you know? And it, so <laughs> then they nuke it, and then there's some entry to another Stonehenge. The nukes turn it into a, a portal to Earth. Exactly. Um, I've never seen Stargate, but I feel like that's what that's about, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. You've never seen Stargate? Mm-mm. Oh boy, I'm gonna make you Is watch that Stargate. Season six of <laughs> of this show. Um, no, that's that's no, our. I, I I do not want to do a Stargate <laughs> podcast. It's called Fargate, <laughs> which has nothing to do with that show or movie, which I have not seen. <laughs> It is a Fargate! It's a Fargate! <laughs> uh, I would do an Aqua Teen podcast, which... I would. Like, how do you talk about a show that's just fit, 15 minutes at a time of just utter nonsense? nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> just, I would love nothing that that sounds like the dream. <laughs> we could do it. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Okay. Um, I think the food poisoning was a setup, and I forgot to mention that last week. Food. Like inter- intentional sabotage? Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. I was like, who had food poisoning? <laughs> no, the poisoning of the actual <laughs> of the food. food. <laughs> the food supply. Um, gotcha. Because it seemed, there have just been like a few things on the show, and I was trying to think of some examples where I just kind of let them go by, where I'd be like, oh, that's curious. And this was one of those, huh, that's curious. And then I remembered that sometimes that happens. And so I'm trying to figure out who would have benefited. Benefit, I believe, is the past tense of that. Yeah. Um, from that. <laughs> So I'm not sure who yet. I guess the Cylons, but that means there's somebody on board sabotaging. Um, who cooks? Who cooks here? Do we have a? I know we have a chief. Do we have a chef? That's a good question. It's a great Thank question. You. Thank you. I mean, we we must because there's like a mess hall yeah. that people eat in. Well, I, I, I the know final that, five are all just in the kitchen. We just we've been here the whole time. The <laughs> tainting, final five are Jessica and Ashley. Tainted food. Um, Yeah, I mean, we we know that uh, the crew members at least take rotations in the the mess hall because that's Mm -hmm. where uh, what's her name from Razor worked for a while when when she was punishing herself. That's right. We never see them though. But um, but so I do think there's. I mean, they're the real heroes of Battlestar Galactica. The essential workers at the Battlestar Universe. Exactly. That episode, there were just too many things that. Um, felt coincidental, and so I, mm. I have a feeling that we'll find out that somebody did that on purpose. I, but or maybe are you, not. Are you hooked on it? On a feeling? Who could? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, lordy, boy, am I tired? Yeah, so, I think so. The question I have for you, Andrea, <laughs> yes, is: Do you think one of these nineteen things is actually going to kill everyone on this planet? No. Why? Because where is the show then? I just, I, I here's know. what where I think. Is it? I think something is going to happen with the Temple of Five that is going to be so, like, um, such a sign from the gods or something that both the Cylons and the humans will be afraid, maybe, maybe, to to do something so drastic. They don't want to fight in front of God. Exactly. The gods. Um, well, if any of that happens, we'll be sure to tell you about it on wait, wait, don't tell, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> also, I think maybe, okay, this is really, this is another one of those, I'm just planting the seed here in case I start thinking about this more down the line and start to agree with myself. Um, <laughs> I think there is, <laughs> I'm a Gemini moon, so. Um, I Gemini? Gemini Moon. Gemini Moon. Um, so I think, no, I don't think. Something is making me wonder if the Cylons and the humans are going to find out that they're somehow like descended from the, like that somehow, and I don't know, that's why this is not really fully formed, but that thing where it feels like they're all being sent in the same place and the fact that there's the final five and the Temple of Five um, makes mm. me feel like. It's possible because the only reason here's here's what we know, and we only know this because the Cylons told us, is that a bunch of metal clangy guys like 
got the fuck out of Dodge how many years ago? Uh, 40. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly these Cylons came back. Like, we, we've we seen a little bit of that process because we've seen the hybrid mm-hmm. and we saw the uh, the horror show that Adama came upon when he was younger. Yes. But that's all we've seen. We don't... That's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Um, jump. And <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, wait, did I miss the jump coordinates? <laughs> yeah, here, I'll give them to you. They're seven. Okay. It's too many numbers. <laughs> Take off the five. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Now I'm just thinking about my blue heaven, and I, I don't really, want to talk about the show anymore. Um, I really, I, I'm not gonna lie. I really wanted you to think that they were gonna kill everyone on the planet, so I could be like, "This isn't fucking Game of Thrones. It's not gonna kill all the uh, characters in the show." Sorry, didn't uh, that the, happen in Game of Thrones? I didn't. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. No, neither did I. That's um, what it felt like, and that's part of why I stopped. Wasn't that a thing? Like there's that one episode where they just killed everyone. The red wedding. I don't know yeah. anything about it except that they killed everyone. Um, Please, I guess Game it, of Thrones fans, don't add us. <laughs> at Caleb only. No. Yes. I like my porn without beheadings. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, um, <laughs> I, I believe that's ex- my exact words the day I decided not to watch any more of that show. <laughs> no, uh, dismemberment. Por- that's got to be a thing. Dismemberment plan? Porn. I mean, oh, right. That's yeah, what I was thinking I, of. I, my my thing with it was like I don't really find like sexual violence entertaining, so I'm not gonna watch this anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we got a fleet that we got to check in on. Hopefully, I don't know. They just they just up and left, and yeah. we've got a planet uh, potentially <laughs> about to be nuked, and we've got a host who really needs a nap. Uh-huh. How fucking wild would it be? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm trying, trying to end so the show. Hard, Caleb, I know, but but so but hard. just 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 this one is, second. This is just, my this, third attempt to end this episode. This is the last time. I I swear. God damn it! How fucking wild would it be if uh they fi- like they 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 resolve whatever this conflict is here, right? And then they jump into the rest of the fleet. And the rest of the fleet's like, "Yo, we found Earth. It's right there." <laughs> this whole time, it's just we've Earth been, was the emergency jump coordinates. Yeah, yep. we've been we've been chilling on the beach. Like y'all got they got margaritas down <laughs> they here. Got you, got, you gotta. You won't believe this. It's always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was mad at you, but I'm not anymore. Thank you. <laughs> that was that was a good joke. <laughs> So, you can end the show now. Okay. Thank you. I'm so tired. No. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're going to spool up the FTL drives and, uh, you know, hopefully not nuke a planet. And, uh, you know, we're going to go see if the rest of the, if the, you know, if the, uh, the Faru Sodden is uh, <laughs> chilling on the beach. And <laughs> we'll see you next week. <sighs> So say we. Hold on, I can do it. So say we all. So say we all. They're just chilling at a Margaritaville. Wasted away. Amber is the color of her energy. Whoa! This is our 311 episode. It's a very special episode for me. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.